Hallelujah. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you. All right, we give those rest. Everybody have a seat. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, if you can't say good morning today, you can't say good morning ever. This is where good morning comes from. This is the morning that is truly good. Amen. Woo. I'm uh, Father Sean McCain Tires, and I'm happy to lead you all in this celebration of the resurrection of our Lord this morning. We began this week, not too long ago. Man, it felt like a month ago when Palm Sunday was around. And we began this week asking, who is this king? Who is this king? Seeing Jesus ride into Jerusalem with a poor band of beggars as a poor king on a donkey, humbling himself as a servant, king in the upper room offering the meal of life of his own body and blood and turning to his friends and washing their feet and friends i washed your feet you should see the water after that that was not like a wonderful thing it was it was a beautiful thing but it was dirty and then we see this king being led publicly beaten spat on mocked crucified dying being laid in a tomb. Who is this king? That was the end of it. That was the end of it. Now, can you imagine then what this morning must have been like for the first disciples? When the king that you knew was dead, lying in a grave for three days, you didn't know what was coming around the corner as a first disciple on that early morning. Women took spices to the tomb, but they found this tomb rolled open, totally empty, linen cloths just lying there. We started with, who is this king? But now we're asking, where did he go? Where's his body? Before these women, before the disciples even had a chance to get a cup of coffee just to sort of get the bearing in the morning, these two angelic figures show up, men in dazzling white clothes, and they ask one of the most profound questions. Again, early in the morning, before coffee. You know how this is if you have kids. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here. But he's risen. Remember how he told you this? While he was in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And on the third day, you can see those angelic men, on the third day, y'all don't remember what he said? That he would rise from the dead. Now we're asking Not only who is this king, where did he go, but are we serious about this? The whole resurrection thing? This king? The angels could have told the disciples where to go find him just to prove their point. But you notice that they didn't tell them where to find him. Instead, they reminded them of the words that Jesus had given them himself. Do you not remember what he said himself? He called this shot a long time ago. And at that time, they just couldn't believe it. And here they are now, still having trouble believing what they're seeing. And of course, you know, the women go back, tell the men, the men don't believe them. Typical, right? Because people don't come back to life. It's really not that unreasonable to say, I don't know about this. As an early disciple, people don't come back to life. This is totally understandable. And if you want to leave the story here as a total, like, Yeah, it was a Sunday, everything was reasonable, totally understandable, nothing miraculous happened. You could totally leave it right here. As an idle tell, as the disciples thought it was. Something far-fetched. You could. 
Many do leave it right here. But you don't have to. And if you want to be in touch with reality, if you want to know the truth, you can find the living Jesus this morning. Amen. If you want to find the living Jesus, you will find him among the living, not in tombs anymore, not in graves. He doesn't have a headstone somewhere we can all take a pilgrimage to go see. He's not buried. And I know that this is like mind-blowing. Like we're so used to living in a world of death where death happens and that's the end of it. The world isn't used to resurrection. We're not used to a turn of events like this, but it doesn't make it any less true. And in fact, if you live in a world or you believe this world is ending only in death, I want to introduce you to the real world. Our Savior Jesus Christ has actually written another chapter after death. He's led away beyond death, and he's risen today, this morning. That may not be reasonable to us, but it's still the truth. And I know, if I, let's check in with ourselves. Everything in us, as modern folks, is railing against this fantasy of resurrection. I don't really know. Maybe we don't want it to be true. Because maybe if it was true, everything that we know about our life as we have it right now, everything that we think we know about our life and this world and the way things work and the way things turn out, everything we know, if Jesus is risen, all that would have to change. It would all have to be rewritten. We actually would have to start brand new with a whole different set of assumptions. You know, our lives, if that's true, might have to be buried as we have it. We might actually even have to repent to like change our mind about everything because of the resurrection of Jesus. There may need to be a total restart of your life for you to believe that Jesus is risen. And friends, let me just tell you, you're in good company. That's the way it works. The truth is, Jesus is risen. Let that sink in for a second. Do you know Jesus is still risen today in flesh in body ascended to the right hand of the father superintending the course of history tending to the minuscule details of every single human life on the planet come on i know that's a lot i know that's a lot but it's true i'm just here to tell you the truth he is still alive today This morning, God is taking our darkened and confused lives, our darkened and confused world, and setting everything right through the crucified and resurrected Jesus of Nazareth. That's what we're celebrating today. And since his real fleshly body is raised from this real world, then our real bodies... Our real lives, just as we have them, totally messy, totally burdened, totally darkened, totally worried, whatever state you're in, your real lives, your real bodies, once buried, will be raised with him who is raised first, Jesus Christ. That's the news we have. And so now you and I are set free from death, but also from sin and the forgiveness of sins. Now you and I have to make totally new sense of our lives that don't end in death and aren't captive to sin no longer. Friends, look at me. You're free. Death no longer has a grip on you. It's not the end of your story. Sin, burden, 
Y'all, all the pains we've been through in the last couple of years, it's got nothing on the grave of Jesus Christ who is now risen. There is a new story to tell. Our lives are restarting this resurrection morning. This is so true for every single one of you. Now we have lives not written about despair or loss or pain or grief or darkness or loneliness alone, even though I know we endure those things. Now our lives shine with hope, with truth, with goodness, with peace, and with sacrificial love. And not because we're just feeling it in our feeler, right? Not just because we really, really believe but in fact, because Christ is risen and he leads the charge. Anyone with him has a life full of hope, full of goodness, full of truth, and full of sacrificial love. And this isn't new. All y'all disciples, we've all heard Jesus say this to us before. We've all heard it. This isn't new to us. He did announce his first words, behold, or The time has come. The kingdom of God is at hand. What do you think he meant by that? He meant this. The establishment of his reign and rule where death was disarmed and disempowered and that his life, his power, his goodness, his love would reign and triumph over all other adversity. That's what he means. The kingdom of God is at hand. That he's setting things right, not only in our lives, but in this real world. But we still have to choose to believe this. I can't just preach it over you and you go, oh, that's nice. I'll take that. Happy Easter. You got to actually, you got to snap to it, folks. We got to choose to believe. We got to take this all in and say, okay, I don't have all this figured out. I got questions. I got doubts. I got my mess of a life. But if Jesus is risen, if Jesus is risen and he leads the way to newness of life, if we're with him, I'm with him. I want to choose to be with the risen Jesus. You can choose that this morning. You can choose that this morning, no matter what your life looks like. And let no one claim that Easter morning is this like warm, fluffy celebration because this new resurrection life was hard fought. It was not cheap. It was hard fought in the body of Jesus of Nazareth who suffered everything that death and evil and our sin could unleash on him. This week I told my kids, because we're talking about the crucifixion and what that all meant, right, at the dinner table. And the way I paraphrased it, this probably isn't perfectly theologically correct. All you theologians will come get me later, but whatever, okay. I told my kids that basically Jesus said to the world of sin and death, give me your best shot. Get it all out and put it all on me. And it did. And now who's talking? Now who has won? Now who stands victorious but Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, right? Amen. Yeah, ring the bell. You go ahead. Now, I don't have to tell those of you who have um, recently lost family. I know of a lot of y'all, even in our own extended family, have very recently lost family and loved ones. I don't have to tell those of you whose bodies even now are sick or recovering from sickness or are failing them. I don't have to tell those black and brown bodies who continue to suffer evils of injustice and violence, even this last week. I don't have to tell parents who have lost children or there's parents who are struggling to conceive children. 
I don't have to tell those who have lost their way in life or their burdens are just too much for them to carry and they cannot carry it anymore. Like those women who told the disciples who didn't believe, we don't have to tell them those women either because they had already come to the tomb. They were already hanging their heads low in loss and in grief. We don't have to tell them either. Rather, they tell us something this morning. They come to the tomb with the news of pain and loss and sadness and death that surrounds them, but they leave with the news of an empty tomb. They leave with a new story. They leave with an announcement that God is not finished yet, but is actually raised from the dead, that Christ himself has trampled over death by death. Christ himself has made a fool of evil and darkness. And now Christ himself is mending every part of our lives that are ripped up by sin. They come, all of these broken bodies, all of these people, all of these lives that are bruised and beaten, they come this morning announcing with the angels and with the whole church throughout eternity and throughout the world, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And we say, the Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. This morning, we don't come to just spectate, but we actually come ourselves to peer into that empty tomb. You don't believe me yet, do you? We're really going to do it. Linen clothes, you're going to see them there, lying. You've come to marvel at what God is about to do this morning. It may be confusing, mysterious to you. You can see that empty tomb in the waters of baptism right here. Parents are going to go look into that water and say, where did my child go? And the church is going to say, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Don't you know your child is risen with Christ in the waters of baptism? They're not there. Can you imagine parents still standing after the service, looking in the water, looking for their kids? No, they're not there. They're right here. They're risen. They're dripping wet. They're baptized. They've been raised with Christ into a newness of life. And we can tell those parents, so take up faith and you'll be able to see it. So church, in the same way this morning as we peer into the empty tomb with weary eyes, with beat up bodies, with heavy and burdened souls and hearts, let us remember everything that the living Christ has already told us about where we would find him this morning that he is risen and that we can see him indeed with our eyes of faith. You can find him in those sacred waters this morning. You could find the living Jesus in the meal that he gave us as he promised he would be present. You'll find him there. You can find him in the other as you love one another. You will find the risen Jesus sitting next to you, to your left and to your right as you love one another. Though the risen body of Jesus has ascended to the Father, you can still find him among the living. And that's y'all. You can find him this morning here. And believe me, the party we have after this service, you'll find Jesus there. There's a lot of celebration to be had there as well. So these bells, our voices, this celebration, these are all signs for you to be able to see with the eyes of faith that even though this world reeks of death, God is making all things new and he's doing it through his risen son, Jesus Christ. So let's stand and rejoice with the rest of the world saying, Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Amen. You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith, learning to do life together in the goodness of God. 
For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com.